You're listening to the Creative Seed Podcast, where the curious and creative come to listen and be inspired. I'm Samantha Gay Henderson, independent producer and your host. If you're interested in learning about me or our guests, visit the website at www.thecreativeseat.com. I want to thank Filmcraft Studio Gear for sponsoring this episode. Visit their website, www.filmcraftla.com, for customizable premium studio director chairs, personalized canvases, Apple boxes, and more. Filmcraft does so many great things in the community, and I'm proud to be part of the Filmcraft LA family. Our guest, Jack Buckley, is the creator of the animated feature film Ataka, currently in production. He's a young professional filmmaker. This is his second animated feature film. Let's get him in the creative seat. All right, Jack, you are in the creative seat. I'm glad to have you here. I'm excited to talk about your upcoming animated feature film Ataka. But first, let's uh, talk about your background. What do you want the audience to know about you? Sure. So, um, hi, my name is Jack Buckley. I'm an 18-year-old filmmaker based out of Charlottesville, Virginia. And I've been a filmmaker for, it's, it's got to be about 10 years at this point. Uh, I started I started making uh, films a while ago with my just my cousins in the backyard. It was uh, you know, shot on an iPhone 4S, and we used uh, an app to just like make special effects on it. And we were so, you know, so thrilled with that. And just over the years, uh, I've just continued to, you know, make smaller uh, shorts. And then in 2019, I released my first feature length film called Remnants, uh, which we showed in the theater. I was featured on uh, news outlets such as PBS, NBC, CBS, um, and just had a really fantastic time. Uh, you know, it was with my friends. I met my best friend for the first time during that. So it was just a wonderful process. Um, but even even right before that, uh, I was starting on working on the project I'm working on now, which is an animated action mystery called Ataka. Uh, and so I'm just that's that's been my focus for the last few years, um, and just kind of developing that, writing the script, just making it all happen. Um, so that's kind of uh, where I got my start. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Thanks so much. Uh, that's a that's a great start, and for you to be 18 years old and doing this 10 years, that's uh, quite a huge feat. Um, most of us don't know what we want to do until much later on in life. So I, I commend you for, you know, having a spark, uh, an interest, and then going after it right away. I really think that's great. Thank you. Oh so, yeah. So, but let's talk about your your process. So. Sure. You know, where does it start for you? Does it start with a, a character, a world that you want to develop? Is it your story idea? Like what what gets you to the point where you're going to fully commit to this, this um, story or feature film, which we know takes a lot of time and effort? Sure. So I, it varies depending on the project. So I've done, uh, you know, quite a bit of short films, usually on zero budget. Um, and those are... You know, those are ones I just like, uh, you know, I, again, my, I have a very good, you know, friend who he comes over every few months and we just make something and we really just kind of brainstorm and think of something that really excites us, something that feels like it pushes, pushes the envelope. But for Ataka particularly, um, the day before uh, my first film came out, I just had this idea for, wouldn't it be cool if there was a night mystery? And that was the only concept. Uh, and I started, you know, writing Google Docs, just pages and pages of different stuff, uh, you know, just writing what I thought was cool and just kind of thinking of different ideas. Um, and then one of the biggest assets 
in the early development of Ataka and deciding it was something I really wanted to commit to um, was I had my my dad is uh, you know one of my one of my best friends in life and uh, you know we uh, we started talking about about this project and we went back and forth and um, you know so we were just talking through different ideas for it and so so and I think we but uh, along the development of the story we have like 30 or 40 hours on recording just talking about different stuff uh so that was a big part of the process but essentially it was just um you know continuing to to write things down until i just felt like i had a solid enough idea of what i wanted that i, I you know i really wanted to follow this this path um and okay. so and so past that i um you know continued to talk with my dad and and other people as well and uh you know after about a year or so of light work i was still in high school um we at, at, we uh got to a point where i had a treatment for the film which was like a 30 page uh just description of the story um and then just sent that out to like 10 or more people to just like nitpick and be like oh this is what's wrong with it i don't like this and we we felt solid by that by the time we got there we felt like you know it was solid structurally and it ended up being that way um but that was a really helpful part of the process of getting it into development was really, um, you know, sharing it with a lot of different people. Once you feel like you have something solid um, and that was fundamental to the uh, early process when, you know, writing the script and again, deciding it was something I wanted to invest years of my life into. No, this this is great. Um, you do a lot of pre-work and I think that's important um, in terms of like getting the story right or getting your concept right. Um, story direction is not always easy to pinpoint, right? And yep. so we have something in our heads that just so great, or maybe we're stuck in different places, but getting that feedback from the people you know will give you some good feedback, like your parents and your your good friend and collaborator um, is a very important part of the process. So I'm going to assume, and you could correct me here, that sure. you know you're ready to move forward with the story once you've completed or you feel complete in this process of kind of vetting out the story and coming up with a solid concept. Sure. Well, I, I mean, what I would say is it's, it's, it's always a process of like, uh, you know, especially along the script development of, is this going to work? Um, and I think uh, there's, there's kind of like uh, confidence brackets. So when I started out, I was like, oh yeah, the night mystery idea is cool. But then I went down a whole rabbit hole of writing this thing about like, oh, there's like four vaults this character has to go to and stuff. And it ended up being, first of all, feeling a lot like my first film. And the second of all, just I just wasn't excited about it. Um, so I, I guess, uh, you know, what, then once I went back and we you know talked about it for a while, uh, figured out a lot of different elements of it, well, then the confidence jumped up to 40% or 50%. Um, at this point, uh, you know, once the draft two of the script was completed, I was a hundred percent. But uh, it, it, I feel like it's kind of a development process to, uh, um, you know, at this point I'm totally sure, but especially along the creative process, um, you know, it, 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 there were times where if that, if part of it hadn't been figured out, it might not have continued into development. So. Okay. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Um, let's talk about uh, your collaborators a little bit. Just what is your process? So you did talk about, you know, like being able to work with your dad sure. and your good friend, but how how else do you find like your collaborators for your projects? 
Sure. I mean, so it, it depends on what level of collaborator I'm looking for. So, uh, you know, the only person that I, at this point, I would really trust to go back and forth with me and the level that I did with my dad is my dad. Um, because, you know, he went to, he went to a, a six month program at NYU. He has a lot of experience in, he hasn't done like a ton of practical filmmaking, but he's done a lot of stuff that's, you know, in the screenwriting area. And so he knows a lot of stuff. So I, I really trust, not only do I trust him in, in a relationship way, but I also trust him uh, creatively. Um, and so that, you know, it, it, so it depends on that, what level, um, you know, uh, a lot of the people that I asked to read the screenplay for the first time were people that, you know, just family members who I thought could could have some helpful feedback. And I think one of the things that's important with that is, um, you know, if you're getting feedback from 10 or 15 people, if one person has a big piece of feedback and you don't see that with anyone else, it's not necessarily worth going down the path of. I think if you see a recurring theme of, oh, this isn't working, then it's it's worth considering. Or, or I mean, anything's worth considering. But um, I think it's also important to know when you're working with a collaborator, what do you trust them in? And so, uh, you know, there are certain people I would send the screenplay to who I would be looking for specific types of feedback um, for from, but not necessarily other types of feedback. So it just depends on, I guess, your relationship to them uh, and, you know, how much you trust their opinion, whether or not you would... Um, Put them into that position. One one other thing on that, in terms of because I know it's 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 not always a situation where you can just have a really close collaborator uh, who works who works with you. It's not always the situation. So another thing that I found was really helpful was recording myself and just getting on. So I probably have even more uh, recordings of that, uh, just talking out ideas with my own head and kind of having a dialogue with myself uh, about you know why this is working, why this isn't working. Because then you work through your thought process, and usually you pick out some things that aren't working. Uh, that you, you know, that so that's so that's an alternate way if you don't necessarily have a collaborator that you would trust at that level. Oh, I love that idea, and I just might use it, Jack. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. Um, I have I, I I used to do like um, audio recordings of myself. Yeah. And then I I'm really moved away from that because I'm like constantly typing notes everywhere, but then you lose your notes. But yeah. sometimes that voice, you know, triggers something in your brain to like help mm. you connect like what your thought was from point A to point B. So that that's really a great uh, uh, piece of advice um, and a good part of your process too. So let's talk a little bit about the harder part, right? So we know as creatives, we sometimes get stuck. Like I use the term blockers a lot. Like, yep. you know, I'm not, I, I have this great idea. I'm passionate about, passionate about it. I want to do it, but I'm stuck or I'm blocked. So let's talk about Jack when he's stuck or feels sure. blocked. Like what, what are those things that you feel like are hindering you from moving forward? And then how do you overcome it? Sure. So, I mean, for me, the biggest thing is, especially when writing the you know the screenplay and figuring that out, uh, it's just a process of uh, this doesn't quite feel right and it's not working. But but yeah, you're you're right. It's you know it's, it it can get really just like you get bogged down in it. I think there was one time where I kind of got held up for a month on something, and it ended up being a fairly small problem. But for the most part, uh, the way I found it, this is something that was really built over the second film, and you know, really working through that because it took. Uh, I spent a little over a year on it. So I had more time of space to kind of think through that sort of thing. And one thing that I found out uh, was really helpful along that journey was just 
if you feel stuck in this one area, just do like uh, something else. Like because uh, you can, because especially especially in a fictional screenplay, but even in anything else, you know, detail the tiniest things that aren't really that important. Uh, you know, what is this? What does this location look like? Be, be, you know, you can be granular with that, and uh, you know, just continually continually developing ideas that aren't even necessarily all that important because it, it keeps you in that creative flow and, and you even though you're blocked in this one way it can help you kind of and for me at least uh, open back up uh and you know even if you're blocked in one way creatively uh continuing on the creative path even if it's stuff that's not that important uh can help you get back into the flow and for me it it's it because you think of stuff when you're when you're especially if you're designing or thinking about something very granular related to the scene you're working on it, you know, it's it's much much easier to uh, than oh, your brain suddenly because it's in the creative mindset gives you something that uh, you know can help you go along. Oh no, this is this is great. Um, so I'm going to say that my takeaway from what you just said is you got to keep doing something. Yeah. Right. So even if you're feeling stuck in one area, just move on to something else, and until you're unstuck in that area where you need to complete the work. So I I, I love that um, that. Uh, thought and um, practice as well. And so we are going to talk about your feature film. So this this has got to be um, super exciting. Yeah. This is your second animated feature film. Mm -hmm. And so uh, let's talk about like, what's the inspiration behind the film? I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but let's talk about it a little bit again. And then uh, where you're, where you are in the process. Because I know you have a crowdfunding campaign that's active, so we want to know about the film, mm -hmm. where you're, where you're at with the film, and then we could talk sure. about the crowdfunding campaign as well. Sure. Uh, so Ataka is an animated action mystery movie following a young knight in training named Kuro on his journey to becoming an Ataka knight, which are the most powerful group of warriors in the whole world. Uh, but when he's he's kind of pulled into this mystery and and thrust into this globe trotting magical adventure. Uh, and he has to come to terms with his own identity and also learn about the hidden truth of the kingdom that he fights for. Um, and so this this movie, it takes uh, the majorly, I mean, it has a lot of inspirations, but the two biggest ones are some of the samurai films of Akira Kurosawa, um, like uh, Yojimbo, uh, Seven Samurai. There's a lot of them um, that I, I really took inspiration from, especially in the early process of just conceptualizing how I wanted this, this movie to feel. Um, Another major one is uh, movies like Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express, like stuff that's uh, in the more whodunit uh, area. The the one that came out in '74, I didn't lo love the new one, um, but but uh, th so that's that's one of the other places I'm taking inspiration from. But uh, you know, one thing that's developed over time, uh, which wasn't necessarily there as much writing the script, uh, but but has been a huge influence on how we're developing the art. So I have a team of. I think seven artists right now across the globe who are developing different parts of the look and style, and they're amazing. Um, and what we've done, uh, what we've done with that is we've, I think, in at least in certain ways, we've taken a lot of inspiration from uh, the films of Hayao Miyazaki, uh, such as Spirited Away, um, the Studio Studio Ghibli movies, uh, and I just, I just absolutely love those those movies. Um, and it's just there's just something beautiful about the way they operate. So there's um, there's move there's this there's this Japanese concept which I believe is called ma and it's essentially this uh, gap it's sort of the gaps in 
in in moments in a film where nothing's really happening, but it kind of adds context and depth to the film. So, and there's a lot of that in Studio Ghibli's movies. You know, they're sitting and watching this beautiful thing, uh, and it's not necessarily something out of the ordinary. It's a sunset or something, but you just get to live in this world and feel like you're there. So that's that's certainly something that I've grown to be more inspired by uh, as the as the process has unfolded. Oh, that's that's great. Um, so, in addition to uh, developing, mm-hmm. um, are you one of the artists, or what? What's your main uh, sure. role or technical role in the process? Sure. So, I would say in the in the technical department, first of all, uh, I'm going to animate probably around forty percent of the final movie. I'm not great at action, uh, but I'll do a lot of the talking. Um, so, I'll, so I'll do that, and then uh, the other thing is mainly. Uh, I guess I guess at this point I'm somewhat of an art director in 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 this way because I'm just communicating with different artists and hope, hopefully kind of making the styles feel congruent with each other. Um, so that's that's kind of uh, my role in that at least at this point. Um, so yeah, I would say that those are the main things that I'm doing technically. But down the line, I'll do I'll probably I think I'll edit the film and uh, do some other stuff. But but for okay. now, that's the main roles. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, the crowdfunding campaign. So I know that you have a Kickstarter campaign. Um, so make sure you go and support Jack Buckley's Ataka and his team and their crowdfunding efforts, right? I will drop the link in all of our socials on the website. But I want to make sure everybody goes and, and checks them out. But yeah, can you just tell us... Um, you know what? What's the the goal for the campaign and some of the things that you're doing with, with that? Sure. So with Kickstarter, essentially, uh, the the budget for the film is a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, so uh, you know, over the last six months or so, I've I've worked with uh, some friends and family. It was a great process, um, and just to uh, you know, we raised eighty five of that uh, privately, and now what I was thinking is we have fifteen left to go. Um, uh, let's let's involve our future audience in this and really build build some public investment. So I and I've over the last year or two on my I have a YouTube channel and I've loved to just connect with people in that way uh, and just work together. You know, uh, film is such a collaborative medium and which I didn't learn that much on my first movie because it was made for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, and I, I, I had a lot of people who are working with me too, but this has just been such a collaborative process. Uh, you know, working with a lot of people who are better than me at what they're doing, uh, and just working together to create something that's that hopefully is is really great. So, with the Kickstarter campaign, we're hoping to raise the last fifteen k of that, uh, and just you know involve our audience. So, there's a lot of different tiers to this where quarterly exclusive updates where you get to see exclusive footage that no one else is seeing. Uh, and as the tiers go up, you get more and more exclusive stuff into how we're working, how we're developing this, this movie. And uh, yeah. So, so uh, you know, anyone who's interested in film or, or, or what we're doing, I would just appreciate it so much. If you want to want and check that out, it would mean the world to us, but uh, that's, so that's what we're working on with Kickstarter. No, that's awesome. And we definitely want to um, put some support behind your project. Um, I am a huge believer in reciprocation. So like, you know, we work as a team, right? And there's no project too big or too small because we're all working towards a common goal to to do bigger and better projects ultimately. And so, yes, the Creative Seat community is going to support you and... um, I thank you for coming on the show. But before we go, let's 
let me pick your brain sure. <laughs> on something that, you know, can be somewhat controversial, um, a little new too. And that's on the topic of like AI and animation. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like current thoughts on how that's impacting um, your work or maybe sure. impacting you directly now sure. or, you know, in the future? So I think I think it depends. So I think I'm probably more skeptical on how AI is developing as a whole than it is in film. So to me, it's uh, I don't I don't see it being a situation where uh, it, it comp- AI completely takes over the industry where we're not being crea- creative anymore because that and I could see us going down that path for a short time, but if everyone is creating something at a huge level, no one's creating like it. It, it kind of cancels it, it it out. So I think. I think eventually, or maybe soon, maybe sooner than I'm thinking, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll I, I think, work more with AI uh, to make our dreams and reality come to life in a more, uh, you know, immediate and precise way. Uh, and that looks potentially better than, you know, someone could ever dream doing just in their house or whatever with just enough time. So I, so I think it, it has a lot of uh, potential. I am worried to see how it, you know, all folds out. Um, but I, you know, I also see that as long as the creative side of it stays intact, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with it. I think, I think when 2D animation was was coming to more of like a, it, it's the end of its peak, and 3D animation was starting to to come in. Uh, you know, computers were doing it for you. You know, that was the, and I don't, and I think AI is a bigger deal than that in in the sense of filmmaking but i think you see like uh, for instance there's this channel i love watching called uh corridor crew and they do a lot of things with animation visual effects and more and they just recently released a video using uh essentially ai generated animation that was you know tweaked a lot um and it you know it was a great video but but the reason it was a great video is because they understood it was called anime rock paper scissors and they you know they understood what made anime great and they put a lot of those own ele- their own elements into that um so I, I think as long as that stays intact i don't have a problem with it uh, but if it gets to the point where we're having the we're having artificial intelligence be creative for us in ways that are uh you know prohibiting the creative process um it's not that I would necessarily hate it, but I just don't see a point of us working as artists anymore if we're not uh, if we're not creating something for ourselves and to express ourselves in however way that is. I mean, I'm not a filmmaker who's usually making films that are hugely based in my own life, um, but I, you know, you're still uh, expressing your creativity and and showing stuff. So I think as long as that doesn't go away, um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to see what new tools it opens up uh, and how that develops. No, I, I agree. It's like let's let's see. I know there's yeah. probably you know people out there that have more experience or knowledge on this subject matter, but I'm always curious yeah. um, when I'm talking to um, someone that, that's in a field. So even like as a writer, right? You know, and AI is being used in those areas as well. So um, it's great, um, Jack. So. <laughs> Um, this has been such a great conversation. Um, I want to wrap it up but sure. by giving you the chance to give us any parting words that you have for um, creatives. So regardless of what the, the art form is, whether they're young or old, new to this art 
or creative endeavors, what have you, what, what parting words do you have for them? So I think the biggest thing I would say, which isn't necessarily fully applicable to everyone in the creative industry, I think it is applicable to especially people who are more new newcomers into it. But essentially, um, you know, sometimes I see, especially in the film industry, people just starting out are either putting like six months into one short film or they're, or they're raising like $10,000 for their first, first short film. Um, and to, to me, what I like to see, and for instance, I'm just starting in the, the music industry. So I'm not, I'm, my sister is a really great, a really great musician and I'm producing new stuff for her. Um, so, so to me, it's like uh, when you're just starting out, uh, just making your, driving yourself crazy over making it perfect, it's never going to get there at the start. So, uh, you know, it, you, I could spend a year on something now, which if I continue down the music path, I could do in two weeks better. Um, so, so to me, it's, I, I'm, I'm not someone who's necessarily opposed to being someone who's perfectionistic in how you complete your films and stuff. But when you're just starting out, uh, I, I, you know, I think you're always growing, but I think when you're just starting out, uh, to allow yourself to be kind of, uh, humbled by it and, and learn, uh, learn a lot and, and always be learning. Not once you learn it, once you learn stuff, you can learn more, especially in these kind of creative industries. Um, but I guess I would just say that, um, you know, allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to, you know, potentially fail or not be great at the start. Um, because, at some point you will be at the level where you can, you can be really, you know, this has to be great and it has to be perfect, but don't allow yourself to get bogged down at that and stop yourself from learning before you get the chance to grow. Um, so that's what I would say. No, uh, that's, that's great advice for, for everybody. Cause I, I see myself going down that path <laughs> of getting bogged down, you know, and it's just yeah. me uh, stopping myself. So like, if we could all overcome that, um, we would create more and have a lot more fun doing it. And that's kind of the point, right? Is yeah, to, absolutely. We're doing something that we love to do. Hopefully, you know, you could make money off of it or make a career out of it. But even without that, you're, you still want to create because that's what we do yep. as creative absolutely. people. So I, again, thank you so much for, for being here with me. Thank you so much for having, having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, having a great conversation. I'd love to have you back at some yeah, point. Absolutely. Uh, let us know how you're doing with your uh, feature film. Sure. And um, for sure, I'm going to make sure I get all your uh, socials put in our in our social media on the website. And uh, we'll be checking in with you uh, from time to time to make sure you're on the right path. And if you um, need any additional support from myself or the Creative Seed community, let me know. Sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Creativity. It's like learning to ride a bicycle. You get on it, you fall a few times, then one day you're riding along with all the confidence. Then you decide to learn a new trick. Make sure to like the episode and leave a review. Shout out to Dub Poet Productions for the music, eh? This is Samantha K. Henderson signing off. Go do something creative.